Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is Stress, Pastoral Chat Number Three, from Proverbs Chapter One, Verses Twenty to Thirty-Three, Psalm Chapter One Hundred and Nineteen, Verse One Hundred and Forty-Three. And Isaiah chapter fifty three verse eleven. Right. So uh, the very the uh, the worst thing I can do to you that make this message stressful for you. Right. So relax. Right. Uh, and uh, I think stress is. Um, I think all every one of us experience it to to many degree, different degree. Different intensity, uh, different way, uh, different time, right? So those of you who are standing there, still probably very stressful, having a cup of coffee. Um, but let me tell you this: Jesus did not promise us an easy life, all right? Jesus did not promise us an easy life, but also, but also. He did not promise us the absence of stress, but doesn't mean that our life has to be always stressful. You understand? Are you still with me? Jesus did not promise us an easy life, but doesn't mean that our life has to be always stressful or full of stress. Stress we all have, living in a modern world. Stress, stress, the things that can bring stress to us can be things or can be someone, can be from everywhere, and could be from everyone. It can come from a simple thing like weather. I'm stressful this month because the weather is so hot, or it keeps raining all the time. It can be something. A bit complicated as the relationship between husband and wives, and um, it can come from uh, something that even a meal that when we order and uh, we think that we deserve a nice meal, and it turns out is not very nice, and then we are stressful. Uh, the student uh, worked so hard and stressful for the study. And uh, the exam came, and they tried their best, uh, but the result, it you know, is not quite what they expected. They stressful. Can you help me? Um, can you guys help me to list out a few more stresses that you frequently have in your life? Guarantee no condemnation. So by now you already have stress. <laughs> huh? Deadlines, right? And some of you might say, "Pastor, you are the source of stress." I say, "Okay, all right. You are stressor. You're the one that causes stress. Especially those who are, uh, those of you who are. Just in case you didn't know, we have a, a, a series or a recording series called the Red Chair Production. Uh, we do the I Met Jesus series." I thought it's a blessing to everyone, but it turns out it can become a source of stress to many. And so, if you are in ministry team, you are in line, whether you are uh, like or not. I know some of you as a pastor, I need some break. I know, right? But this stress can come from any kind of source. The world solution to stress are many. Also, there's lots of book, there's lots of seminar, there's lots of of even clinic uh, to 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 treat. Uh, you know, stress. Uh, medi- medically speaking, uh, stress baffles many researchers and doctors because they are subtle. Uh, they cannot have a device to mo- monitor. You can have monitor the heart, but actually, you cannot. You cannot touch stress. It's it's, uh, it's somewhere there. I mean, uh, the doctor come and check you. Or your organ is okay. Your heart is okay. Your kidney is okay. Your brain is okay. Everything is okay. But I look at you. You're not okay. Right, so that is something that stress can cause, and there's still ongoing research on this. 
they just have to guess from the symptom and try to treat the symptom. Uh, unless they can figure out and pinpoint the root cause, they always never be able to treat properly. So then they, they refer them. If you have stress, they can refer them to psychiatrists or psychologists, which means just sit down and talk with you and to find out what actually the root cause. Uh, in recent year, there is a, a, a trend, kind of a bit trendy. It's called mindfulness. Uh, mindfulness is kind of an own why in a new skin. Uh, basically, it's a meditation. Right? In Eastern world, we already have meditation, whether yoga or whether it's some sort of kind of uh, Zen, uh, Zen meditation. Uh, the Western world... Uh, they, they, they seek help in, of course, uh, uh, medicine, but they know that the medicine cannot fix it because the medicine usually just, the best way is to put somebody to sleep because the mind give a so-called hyper-arousal. They keep thinking and never be able to rest. It's like, it's like the machine keep running on empty, so it will be cracked up. It will be broken at some point. Then we have a mental breakdown, and they have a totally breakdown, unable to move, and then go to the downward spiral of depression and all others, uh, medical or other illness uh, can be mental illness as well. And so, um, mindfulness in the trendy uh, approach is that try to get people to be mindful about their surrounding, including their breath, including their, uh, their what's going on in their life. It's kind of awareness kind of race. Uh, there are many different seminars about mindfulness. It's very trendy. But basically the root of it is still that you want to calm the mind by telling it that you need to be empty and the emptiness is the objective. So it's still linked back to Zen Buddhism. It's still linked back to the sort of that. Even the leading a pioneer in, uh, in mindfulness uh, that will uh, link, the, the approach that he shared will link back to some sort of meditation. One, we're going to share with you a few slides. And I, I, I try to engage a very complex topic in a simple way. So this message is not comprehensive. This message is not scientific research. This sermon is not a medical treatment. This sermon is help us to understand a complex topic with a biblical worldview and try to simplify it in a way that we can understand God's words and how God's word can help us to deal with the symptom, not just the symptom, but the root cause, so that the symptom over time will be vanished or disappear or at least minimized. Are you still with me? All right, so... The second slide I want to share with you, this is uh, the credit to the leading and pioneer in the mindfulness, John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, if you uh, Google it and say, Pastor, why are you uh, sharing it with her? Because he, uh, he's a believer of Zen Buddhism. And so it doesn't matter. Uh, he also has some medical practice and I share with you so that we can engage. Okay? And uh, so according to what, what psychology and um, in the field of psychology is that it can give us some diagnosis. It's like, like we study biology, we understand about what's inside our body because somebody opened it up and then tell us, right? And so uh, the Bible will, will not tell us about biology, biology in our body. The Bible will not tell about physics. The Bible will not tell us about quantum physics either or chemistry. Or, but the body of knowledge out there got created so that we learn but engage what we acknowledge the creator. That's the difference, okay? So... Uh, we all have external structure and internal structure, right? It can be physical, social, and environmental. These days, the young kid, the way, their structure not come from their parents, yes, but also online, because there's a term cyberbully. How can somebody cyberbully someone, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm an exer, a boomer. Somebody bully me online. I mean, I just shut online. You know why you got bully? But today, kid faced with online bully. In, uh, in, in our, the boomer time, real bully, they hit you in the face. <laughs> That's real bully. Today, they cannot hit you online, right? But they still have stress. So physical, social, 
uh, in rheumatoid. So it can be nervous. You can nervous your your heart rate, your cardiovascular kind of, you know it's not stable. Uh, digestive system is broken down. A butterfly in the stomach. You cannot eat. You you feel anxious. It's so complex. And then your immune system getting low. You got sick. You got you know under the weather because that you don't have enough sleep. Your 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 you have your muscular. You got pain out of nowhere. You have muscle so muscle cramp even if you don't exercise. And and so all of that is kind of a, a a symptom of both internal and external stressure. Are you still with me? All right, next slide. Now, <clears throat> the external stressure on the uh, the left of the screen that will lead to an automatic habitual stress reaction, meaning like even you don't intend to be stressful, it's already there. It's like a stimulus, uh, you know, a stimulus and response. If you stimulate. And they'll respond. It stimulate their response. Because the external stressor is like a stimuli that, that, that stimulate you and then you react. And sometimes out of nowhere you're sitting, you feel your heart rate is up. You suddenly feel a stomach, your butterfly. And you, you, you think about something that next month that you already feel like, oh. And, and then you, 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 your heart rate, your breath is short breath and you don't no longer take a deep breath. And, and all of that automatic. Why? Because it's, it's constant. The stressor is constant. You think about your job. You think about your family. Right now, the pandemic, maybe you suddenly say, what about my family? What about my loved one? When I look back home, is that okay? Then your heart kind of stops for a millisecond and then you, you take a deep breath again and that constant. And then once that internalized inhabitation, internalization of the stress reaction, that become chronic, a, a chronic hyperarousal. Hyperarousal means that you are in a constant high alert. It's like, before you go to bed, instead of rest, peaceful, say, what about tomorrow? I need to do this. Uh, you know, what if, what if, uh, what if the, the, there's somebody break into my home? What if, uh, what if, if uh, my children go on, uh, you know, tomorrow there's a camp, maybe an accident. What if, if I, if I go to church this Sunday, I got a COVID. What if, what if? You are stay fully alert. It's like, it's like something is dangerous coming. You know, it's only happened when you're in a jungle or when you're in something that you know that is not safe. Then you're in constant hyper arousal of alert. You are alertful to everything. Everything can become a threat. Even pastor can become a threat, you know, because you are in the chronic hyper arousal. Are you still with me? Some of you experience this or some of you say, Pastor, I don't have this. Bless, bless you. And then, it will lead to maladaptive coping mechanism. Maladaptive uh, ad- coping, meaning your self-destructive behavior. In other words, you self-harm. It can be a form of smoking a cigarette. You want to calm down, you want to distress. Oftentimes, when people are a bit stressful, those who are smokers, they need some nicotine because it, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a substance dependency. Or they can go, uh, let's get a beer. It start with a beer, a can, then two can, then three can. Let's get something stronger. Get some, you know, liquor. Get something whiskey, alcohol, and it, because it medicate the pain, the stress, because it's already internalized. Because it keeps sending signal, stressful. Stay alert. You know, you are in danger. What if? What? What if you lose a job next month? What if? What if? What if? What if I don't have enough money? What if to, to feed my family? What if a lot of that stressor coming in, and then you have to cope it. Inter even the adult or the young children, the maladaptive coping can be playing game num- mindlessly. When I say mindlessly, because then they just play without knowing what they are doing. Especially some of the games called tapping. No thinking at all. No strategy or just really. And you think like crazy people playing that? Yes. People playing that. And some of you that that if you play game more than uh, three hour, four hour, five hours a day is considered addiction. Same with you are uh, spending time on Facebook or whatever that feeds your medicate your pain, which is your anguish, your stress. It can be a form of 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 any kind of addiction. Are you still with me? 
People also get out of stress by going to work. The company say 9 to 5. They work 6 to 12. Because they stay in office, they said they're more peace in office than when they come home. Those who are married. Right? And those who are single, they say, better in the office than just go home alone. I'm just a TV. They already got bored down with Netflix. Netflix entertained them for a while, but not so more. That's also they come binge watching. They watch from series after series after series after series. They got tired. They get out of bed. They hate themselves. But the next day, they watch again. It's because it's already in the mouth adaptive coping mechanism. Are you still with me? The next one, next slide, breakdown. I cannot do this anymore. Mental breakdown, physical breakdown. This is why sometimes the only way people get dressed is to go to hospital. Do you know that? The system, physical breakdown, they work, work, work. The doctor, they come to see, oh, you're wrong. You need some red. They prescribe you. This is the medicine. You take a rest, send the letter to the company. That's how they rest. You see, the people, the God, the Lord said, you rest every week. But people say, no, no, no. I will work until I got breakdown. The doctor will give you a, 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 not, a notification that you rest, you send the company, you rest. But even at home, you rest, you say, what's next? Oh, I have to pile up. Next week, going to be more work. So you even stress more stressful at home, even at a time of rest. I can tell you, you can know yourself now, if you go home and just set aside, set aside with a timer, an hour, an hour, solid hour, no phone, no distraction, lock you in the room and really just spend your time there, you will be very stressful because you are already trained to be in a constant hyper arousal. You have to add activity in your life as max. You know, I don't know, it's in the word, the word margin, you know, the, the every books, right? Psychology speaking, if you bring all the way to all the edges of the pages, you cannot read. If you, bring, if you bring all the text so tight, all the way to all the edges, actually, almost we cannot read. We need margin. So the standard margin um, will give us space to read, wide spaces to read. That's how it works with our eyes in psychology. A lot of you do not have margin in your life. That is always to the edge. And you are stressful. Constant hyper-arousal. There will be a point of breakdown. The only way people find themselves to rest is in the hospital. The doctor said, you are here for weeks and a while. Week. Give me, you know, I want to be out next day. Everybody want instant. So the doctor have to build up the system to how to treat the patient, you know, fast and give them medicine they can get out quick. Because the insurance also demand that you cannot be long because they don't want to pay for it. According to the Bible, to rest is to be blessed. If you don't rest, the physical body will break down and the mental also will be breaking down. Are you still with me? The next slide. Then the mindfulness offer this. They said that something is helpful, practically helpful. They said that don't, re- don't react to the stress, but respond. Is that quite right? You don't react to it, but you respond because they, 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 they teach people, mindfulness, you find alternative option. Like, you know, the reason sometimes people got stressed because they ran out of option. If you have 100 options, you don't get stressed, right? Imagine, if you think about, okay, if I, if, if, if I don't have this job, I don't have income, I still have my saving, I have this. If you have about 100 options, you will not be stressful. The reason is that people run out of options. So mindfulness teaches you, oh, alternate option. You think of more alternate options, which is quite practical, help, practically helpful. Because sometimes people think that, oh, if I lose this job, this is the end of the world. If I, I, the, the industry will close at the end of the world. If I cannot marry this year, it's going to be the end of the world. 
And, and literally people think like that. And the children are sort of the same. The children say, oh, uh, my mom, you know, my mom and dad want me to have this grade. Oh, if I got C and not A, it's the end of the world. And some of them, uh, you know, took their own life just because of grace. Think about that. Because they ran out of options. The next one will be the mindfulness uh, approach will teach you that you have to think about awareness of body. So, so you sit still and you're just aware of the body. It's that, it's that you feel tingling on my, your right arm. Or you feel your heart, it just, you know, pulsing. You, you feel, you feel your, your back is pain. Just aware of your physical body and aware of contact. Where are you? In the room? Uh, in, 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 outside? Outdoor? Is it any threat in the room? So just aware of that. Admit that, 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 that reality. Uh, awareness of thought, emotion, what I'm feeling right now, I feel anxious, angry, happy. Uh, so be real with you. So basically, mindfulness will teach you to be real with you. Don't pretend. Huh. Some people, even Christians, have to wait for the non-Christian to tell them what to do. Because they've not quite read the God's Word and understand God's Word. And they have no desire to understand God's Word. They'd rather read the popular books rather than read the holy book which is i why i offer you this so that you can engage which means that is anything wrong with this no it's like a tool uh is anything wrong with ipad no but if i worship the ipad then that's wrong but if i use the ipad that's a tool any wrong with the bicycle no i use any wrong with the airplane no it's all a tool so they offer the diagnosis and the tool but one thing they cannot address is that the sinfulness nature, the sinful nature of men. This is why the approach is self. Self is the center. This is why you have to self-aware. This is why you have to self-help yourself. This is why yourself, you have to love yourself. Which is partially true. The Bible also tells us not to hate ourselves, but to love the neighbor as love ourselves, right? So that that partially true. Now I want you to bring you to what what are the 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 kind of Bible passages or biblical approach. Uh, there are so many Bible verses to talk about this stress, but I chose only a few for the sake of our time on to simplify it as well. So the next one, oh, I, a few more slides. Uh, they also offer this uh, mindfulness. Just bear with me a bit. They say, remember to stop and drop. <laughs> uh, meaning like people keep working, working. So this approach say, just stop and drop. And one practical say that people need visual object to learn. So they, either the tennis ball in front of your eye, you drop and you catch, drop and you catch. You do a few times, then your mind kind of calm down. It might work, it might not work to some. But the idea is, you're so busy, you're so many things, your mind scattered here, I do this, I do this, I do this. You stop and you drop. You don't drop that, but you drop, right? Uh, you're just breathing, right? The next one, the offer is also don't be imprisoned by thoughts. Talking about, if you think about the one, you just keep thinking the whole day, the whole week, and in this vicious cycle, stop thinking about that. We talk about imprisonment. We talk about prison because even this life, if it's a large prison, if you just go from job to job and you feel the struggle the same, if you go from country to country and all is about, you know, uh, the uh, food to the table and uh, dress and then uh, money. And if you keep doing that, basically you're in the prison. You imprison yourself. The Lord wants you to be free. This life has more meaning and purpose than just money, food, clothes. Even though the birds of the air and the creation, you know, do not worry about that. Why human worry about that? Because the Lord will provide. But the people do not quite 100% trust the Lord will provide. That's why they just work and toy. In the Bible, there's two words that's slightly different. Toiling, meaning that you work so hard, but you don't find meaning. It's all vanity. It's all meaningless. It's just like the red race. 
but to work, meaning you enjoy God creation. You know your purpose. You know your meaning in work, in your vocation, in your profession. And you know your limitation, which means that you work eight hours a week, and which means God created that sixth day of God's work, and He rests on the seventh day, which means you obey because that's the blessing for you. Instead, you keep working. I telling the people who, before they sign the contract in the company, you tell the company up front, I will work hard, but I will not work on Sunday. Why? Because I need rest, and I will be more productive if I work six days. And literally has to be eight hours. It's spelled out in the contract. Or it's considered OT overtime. Right? Overtime only emergency only. You make it clear with the employer. It's going to be fair. They're going to respect you, and you respect the contract. I remember that, you know, uh, when I was uh, young, I r- just started my business, but then there's a film group, Hollywood film group coming to town. They, uh, they do a film, The Quiet American, and they, they, I mean, when young, they pay high, but in the contract, they say work 12 hours, uh, neither night or day, because they're going to reverse, because breakfast starts at 8 p.m., because if they do a shoot at night. So uh, I was in Hoi An, they do a shoot at night, 8 p.m., going to have breakfast. And then, uh, and literally 12 hours, but they keep the clock. But because that's what you work for, that's how you receive, you pay, because it's everybody has, has a cost. Uh, but the young is okay, it's just only one month long working the project, uh, 12 hours a day. But I tell you, the amount of, of, of I receive and even a lack of sleep is cannot compare. Because, you know, even if you're young, one month, you, after you feel one month, you feel like a zombie. Because, you know, 12 hours a day straight and in constant stress. And have you noticed that working in a film crew is not like very chill, <laughs> relax. Everybody's stressful. The director, the assistant director, uh, the, the movie star, uh, the casting, the extra, the stunt, all the team, they f- eternal politics, they fight this and fight that. So even some of you say, that, that's, that's, Pastor, you are talking about my company. Yes, all the company, they have the same kind of that. You know, but in, in a very constant, stressful, uh, you know, high pay, Hollywood, you know, crew, they just demand, right? You late one minute? Yeah, so you late. I thought that my pastor trained me, I late five minutes already. Say, you late one minute. Count out that, you know, couple thousand dollars. You know, because it's it, it, in a, a constant stress. And so, so they, 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 uh, uh, the, the approach say, don't be in prison with that thought, just cy- cyclic thoughts. Okay, number three. Um, freeing ourselves from craving. Craving. Most of our imprisonment because of craving. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes told us about that. All of our toy because of our craving, our wants. We want to be like the neighbors. We want to be like the guy next door. We want to be like a young girl in the magazine. Craving that bring our toy and our torment our anguish, our suffering. So the, 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 the Zen Buddhism approach, you say, let it go. Let it go, meaning like, whatever it takes. But that's not the approach. And that's not a Christian approach because they say, let it go. So let it flow. You know, nothing, nothing. Else. But that's, that's it because what in life is an illusion. It's not an illusion. Christian know that this is the reality. And God give us the mind to know this is the reality. But we're not supposed to live like that. We, we are slaves to sin and the only freedom is fried in Christ. So if our craving because of our sin, we need to crucify that to the cross. Die daily to Christ. That's the Christian approach. And my friends also offer the third one, the fourth one, will be letting go of selfing. What they, do, what they mean by selfing is this. They keep talking to yourself the same message. I'm not good. Have you ever noticed or, or sometimes you say, I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful enough. Or if I, if I share this, people will look down at me. If I share this, I'll be stressed. Uh, you know, people will judge me. Or if I, if I, if I behave this way, people will, will look at me like this. If I, if I, if I share uh, my testimony on the red chair and everybody watching me and say, shameful, I know you before, why you have to share this? And if and if and if. You keep talking to yourself but the same message and never have the message of Christ and the good news in your life because you need to talk the good news to yourself as well. Because you keep talking about the bad news to yourself. 
So the mindfulness approach also tells them that, you know, to let go of self, selfing means not selfie, huh? Not selfie, not selfing. Talking about yourself, right? Are you still with me? Am I making sense or no? All right. I told you that this message can be long. And uh, this is just an introduction. Oops. That's why I ask you to have a coffee and then have some break and relax, okay? All right, next slide. If you search the Bible, English Bible, you cannot find the word stress because it's rendered from uh, both the Hebrew uh, and uh, I think literally this one is Hebrew, uh, will be from the word anguish. Because stress is fairly a modern modern words. Um, I think as you read the history, people before the World War II or before World War One, I, I think the society will have less stress than today uh, because the uh, indri- indri- industrialization after the World War II that pushed uh, society to a constant highly stressed, hyper-arousal. Even today with everything at your fingertip, one click, everything has to be instant. Uh, I just read recently a research on those who like the sport, uh, hit, you know, high intensity, uh, what is it called? Hit, high intensity interval training, right? Uh, it can be bad for your health as well because they work, the philosophy what we had that people don't have enough time. People will buy a course and go to training or gym for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. That's all they have. So we have to package in such a way that people will buy. People no longer have an hour to exercise. People no longer are there to exercise slowly and build up. They want constant, instant, and to be visible after three months gym sign up, they need to have some six-pack, need some toning, and so that this is the package they sell. It's effective. Effective, but... It's damaging to some part of the body in the long run. So you have to understand our world. Everything is about packaging. In order to sell you something toxic, if they package nicely, they will be able to sell it. Even toxic. You know, you don't wonder why all the alcohol, why the bottle is so nice. Really nice. By looking at the bottles, you already think, wow, this is so nice. And then the advertising and then all of that, the emotion going to go in. Then you want to buy a nice bottle, even how toxic it can be. Are you still with me? So stress, anguish in the Bible, talking about the cry of the whole being, the soul, the body, the spirit. You, you anguish means including your back pain and because you cannot sleep, you got headache, your heart aches, and then you cry out to God. And in the Bible, describe that, you know, uh, uh, David flood, I mean, the metaphor, flood his couch with tears, and at night I swim and bath in my own tears because it, it's anguish. Because something that you cannot solve, but you simply cried out. It is stress. It's the language that that talk about. I am stressful because I want to solve it, but I cannot. And then here's the root cause that at least we can find it in Proverbs chapter one, verse twenty to thirty-three. As I said, there are many Bible verses, but I just pick this one. Okay. Uh, because it's a book of Proverbs is on the way that God's wisdom, wisdom uh, put it in a practical terms. Okay, so it's going to be practical for all of us. How young, how old you are, it's going to be practical. Let's go through. Uh, let's go to the uh, book of Proverbs. Are you still with me? Wisdom, cry out, cry aloud in the street. Okay, so wisdom almost like a person. It's a personification. And of course, if you link to, uh, it's the fulfillment of God's wisdom. Uh, You know, just quickly connect about, you know, even it said that somebody is greater than Solomon is here, is that Jesus. Uh, Because uh, in the Old Testament, they consider that King Solomon is the wisest man on earth at that time. 
until Christ came. He is the wisest no longer because something is greater than even Solomon. So wisdom is kind of like person, God's wisdom. But because the, the word is in, in feminine, uh, feminine, so it's called she. Uh, wisdom, so why some people joke that, you know, that's why sometimes uh, the female is wiser than male. So, uh, not necessary, but this is, this is the word. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raised her voice. So it's public. At the head of the noisy street, she cry out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speak. Verse 22. How long, O simple one? Other translation will translate naive, which is better, I think. Easy to understand. Simple one say, I am simple. I, is it simple is good? No, this is talk about naive. Young. This is very strange. Young. This is interesting. The word itself also open-minded. For our modern, uh, our modern uh, society, if you have an open mind, that's good. But in the Bible, if you have an open mind, that's not good. Why? Because you're open to all sort of input, not biblical, from all sort of the neighboring country, and you are not following. So we mean that you're open to all possibility except not the Word of God. That's why in, in the book of Proverbs, open-minded, naive, young, simple, is synonymous. Now you stay with me. For example, it's not here, you know, Pastor Love, you're not open-minded. Today, it's okay to have same-sex marriage. You're not open-minded. Pastor, you are very, you know, outdated. Well, I'm not open-minded to that. I will stay close and close-minded to the Bible, which means that I will still declare that the, the homosexuality uh, gay marriage, same-sex marriage, it's a sin. People, society, accept that that's up to them. So I say, oh, pastor, you're not, that's okay. I'm not open-minded. Because I'm not young and naive. It's like, it's like somebody called, oh, uh, you know, uh, you, you, got, you got a disease. Uh, uh, you know, now you got a COVID-19. Just call something else. Just call like, hey, you just got a, you know, severe flu. No, it's COVID, it's COVID. COVID-19, even they have a strand that even now with the case in, in, uh, in the north, that the, the, the Indian uh, mutated virus is classified differently. So the Vietnam collect sample and I think they collect almost everywhere. We've got, we got British version, we've got South African, we've got Indian version. Uh, and then because they try to develop the treatments, right? So we don't call it, ah, it's okay, you know, all virus the same. All virus the same. Uh, whether you got COVID nineteen or eighteen twenty nineteen uh, doesn't matter. All the same. We just we just be gentle with people who are patient. Just call them. Uh, they are okay. They are fine. Yes, they are fine. They are loving by God. But you need to treat the disease. You, you're still with me, right? So the homosexuality is the disease. Need to be treated. Need to be need to be need to be treated with God's word. Whatever medical intervention, psychological talk, um, uh, journey, friendship, discipleship, all the approach to treat the patient, not just say it's okay. So, when you read the word simple in the book Proverbs, mean young, naive. Why young? It needs to be coached, our young one. That's why the children need to be coached by parents. The parents don't say, oh, you know, old-fashioned, conservative parents, they're so strict. You know, let the children decide. Let the children do whatever they want. If they want to go to school, they go to school. If they don't want, they can stay home. If they want to eat whatever they win, give them freedom. Come on, we are more than 20. You know, then the parents be open-minded and say, yeah, you decide. And let it go. You know? And that's what sometimes of an education approach that the student come decide. Today, you come and decide, you want to study math? Say, no, I don't want to study math. Then, okay, we cancel. You want to study biology? No. I, you want to study about gender? No, gender is very offensive. We want gender neutrality. We don't want to talk about boys and girls. We just have to call someone burr. Because boy and girl, you are, you know, not open-minded. Burr. No, it's a joke, right? You read in, if I'm not mistakenly, but in Nordic country, either Sweden or Norway, they enforce that the teacher cannot boy call boys a girl. Because you said that, when the early child, how do you know that their gender is fixed? So you cannot call boys or girl. You just have to call girl. 
you thought it's a joke? It's real. You can search Google it. Yeah, so like you are a teacher in the kindergarten and some girl calling, hello girl, and uh, no, hello boy, hello everyone, hello bird. <laughs> the sisters. And they want to push the agenda. The same argument for LGBT argument. The next argument going to be, I was born this way, then it will be pedophilia, I was born this way. And that's one case, I was born this way, I, I, I love uh, your children, I love young children. I want to have, uh, you know, sexual intercourse. Uh, fine. And the next one we move with necro, uh, necro, necro, necrophilia, necro, loving the dead, loving the dead, loving the disease, the corpse. And there are some, a few movies try to portray as a very romantic. Oh, this guy fall in love with this girl. This girl die, and she just cannot let the girl go. Make her up, put in her chair, and continue to pour out the love to the deceased, the corpse, and then love and make love story. How can you stop a young man loving the corpse? It's cruel if you don't tell the people how to live. If they want to love the dead, let them love the dead. Be open-minded. Be open-minded is not a good thing in the Bible. We need to close-minded to the Word of God. Are you still with me? I want to explain, take time, this naive one, young. You need to be coached. Our children need to be mentored in a godly way. You need to be coached. The same with us. We need to be coached by the Word of God. Otherwise, even though we get old, we're still naive. Are you still with me? Is this message a bit stressful? <laughs> Next one. Oh, the next one. Um, oh, I continue to read. How long will the scoffer delight in their scoffing and a fool hate knowledge? So the fool hate knowledge of God. And um, if you turn, if you turn at my reproof, verse 23, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called you and you refuse to listen. Uh, I, I have shred out my arms, my hands, and no one has heeded, no, no one paid attention, because you have ignored all my counsel, and you have none of my reproof. I also laugh at your calamities, and I will mock when terror strike you, when terror strike you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord." would have none of my counsel, despite all of my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple one, or the naive, or the young, or the open-minded are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure, in, um, in God. Um, can you read that the last verse for me? Yes, from the dread of evil. I tell you what, because the iPad just turned it off <laughs> without battery <laughs> before I got to church. And so, um, but the one who listened to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Point number one that I got from you, uh, back to uh, not hearing, obeying God's word, ignoring God's counsel and correction. This is the root cause. Think about this. God tell you to rest. Trust me. You don't rest, you don't trust. God tell you, peace be with you. And peace in Jesus. You don't have peace because you not fully anchor your soul in Him. God tell you that every day, do not worry because tomorrow take care of itself. You say, I don't care, Lord. I continue to want to worry. I hear your word. I hear you. I heard you. I don't want to obey. It feels bad because I, I feel like I'm lazy. Ignore your counsel. 
Some of the young ones, they said that, you know, keep your heart pure. Keep your relationship with God pure. Walk in the light. Do not have a fornication. Do not have sex before marriage. I don't care. All of my friends did that. And it's just, you know, you're outdated. You're, you're close-minded. You know, this is 21st century. I just want to live with whoever I want. Well, they disobey. They not hear God's word counsel. And then after that, they got broken heart. And then they never end up in a proper marriage because they run from one relationship to another, to another, to another. They're not obeying God's word. He ignoring, set aside God's counsel and correction. Wherever that I, I speak God's word here, humanly speaking, I want to speak something that comforts you, make you happy, make you enjoyable, make you like me. Right? That's humanly speaking. But if the Word of God is bringing rebuke or correction, so be it. If you're angry with me, that's fine. Because I don't want you to ignore on the God's counsel and correction. Are you still with me? Number two. The second root cause is that hating knowledge of God. They did not choose to fear the Lord. Say, Pastor... I do not do not hate God knowledge. Well, when was the last time you attend a Bible study? What the purpose of Bible study is to have knowledge of God. When was the last time you read God's word? Yesterday. Well, wonderful. That's you gain the knowledge of God. If you want to play guitar, you learn to the class guitar. If you want to use computer, you learn to computer. If you want to ride bicycle, even the kids have to learn bicycle. If you want to ride a, an, an airplane, you need to go to classes, learn. If you want to know God, you need to read God's Word. If you want to understand God's Word, you need to study God's Word. If you don't do that, in a way you say, Lord, I don't care of the knowledge of God. I hate your knowledge. Because your knowledge is so strict. It restricts my freedom. I have an open-minded. But I read the own two, you know, over 6,000 uh, uh, ancient texts. It's closed-minded. It's outdated. I don't want that. I hated the knowledge of God. And then they will reap their own fruits. Some of you that go into life as a Christian... Whether small group, Bible study, fellowship, doesn't matter. Because I think you can float around in this universe and need not any knowledge of God. You sometimes pay more money to have the knowledge of the world and not the knowledge of God. You know, some people go to the mindfulness session, they pay a couple thousand dollars, and even they go to the, 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 the seminar, they fly, they have a yoga retreat in, you know, expensive in this retreat, and they have uh, some sort of, you know, meditation in this mountain, all that cost. They're happy to pay just to for a week of peace, a month of peace, and then light back to the most so that they can sign up again for another class. And the Bible, the Word of God being preached every week. Some of them do not appreciate it. Why do not appreciate it? Because they don't internalize it. They don't take it seriously. They don't practice it. They don't live it out. And then even a small group, the Bible study coming out and say, what is it? I don't need it because I hated the knowledge of God. Well, there, the anguish and the stress of your soul. When the problem and calamity strike. When pandemic is real as then ever before. There's no way to run literally on this planet earth with a pandemic. Wherever you go to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south. You will be faced with this inescapable virus. If you have the knowledge of God, you will know your life purpose no matter where you are. No matter it's 10,000 times more virus like this, you're going to survive, you're going to strive, you're going to go, and you're going to soar in the egoism with the Lord because you have the knowledge of God. Because you choose to fear the Lord than to fear the virus, than to fear of men. Are you still with me? 
I remember the day that I got back from Singapore, the first three years. I look back. I fear the church. I fear the people. I fear people living church. I fear people that, oh, if my sermon is not good enough, I try to please people. And I tell you, it was stressful. It was anguish because I chose to fear the people and not fear the Lord. I learned my lesson. This is why sometimes you will say, the pastor, you are, you are, you are not... Uh, uh, you are not uh, what I call. You're not compassion. You don't. You're difficult. You uh, people. You know. Uh, you're supposed to run after people and you know bring them back as a shepherd. I say yes, but if I bring them back in the context of the Old Testament, I will have to break the leg of the sheep and then carry on them. But if I do that now, they're gonna sue me. Okay, so people come to church. Some of you got shocked, Pastor. I've not been to your church for one month and you did not notice. Why never you call you, call me? I say the church is here, my phone number is here, and the church is here. If you come, then you come, right? If you have an accident, if you have an urgent, you can call me and I will visit you and so on. But nobody knows it's gonna be where you are unless you tell me. Nobody knows that you have a broken leg, broken heart, or you have a trouble. You need to communicate and tell. Because you are the church. As only me cannot be the church. You are the church. Are you still with me? They hated knowledge because they did not choose to feel out. I chose to fear people rather than fear the Lord. And anguish and stress is part of my first three years in the full-time ministry. And that was terrible. I don't want you to live this life in Ho Chi Minh City or any city, whether London, Paris, New York, or Saigon, or Manila, or, uh, or Jakarta, or Singapore. Wherever you go, if you fear men, and you don't fear the Lord, and you chose to have the knowledge of the world and not the knowledge of God, you will be in distress. Are you still with me? It's 11 now. It's just two more. Spare me. Second service. Can you just stand up and stretch yourself and greet one another again and tell that I will choose to fear the Lord. Tell, tell one another. We are still in holiday, right? <laughs> we have one more. Monday is a holiday, so praise the Lord, right? I tell you this. If after this message and you feel stressful, talk to me, please. <laughs> okay? Uh, something you misunderstood, something not clear, please talk to me. I don't want you to leave this place that stressful. Okay? All right, next slide, please. Remedies, all right, remedies. It's the antidote. Uh, Isaiah 53, verse 11, I think I read for us during the, um, uh, the communion. So next slide, please. Um, out of the anguish or stress, yeah, you want to understand, out of the stress of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. Jesus, by his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, God, you know, like God spoke to Isaiah, talk about the coming Messiah, his servant. Make many to be accounted righteous. So through him, Abraham, even after Abraham, many descendants of Abraham by, by faith will consider or be counted or uh, be accounted as righteous. He shall bear their iniquity. So the, the shame and the guilt of the consequence of sin, the, 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 uh, the misdeed of sin. And so the Lord bear our iniquity. Therefore, whatever that you and I face today, because of stress from work, from home, from places, do remember that is the consequences of sin that we all have. And therefore, you just have to learn to cast those iniquity on Jesus. So, this number one remedy for the next slide. Oh, I want to explain this. This is the word that the nuances is like iniquity, guilt, punishment, sin, fault, wrong, guilty. So all the Old Testament, they will be carrying out these nuances. But it's interesting. Guilt always associated with punishment. Wrongdoing always associated with 
punishment or chastisement, right? So some children, they, they, they know that they told a lie to a parent. They're very afraid. They try to hide it because they know the minute the parent found out, there will be punishment. You cross the traffic light, there will be punishment. You don't see the police, you cross. Now they have a camera, they will send you a ticket later, right? So you're afraid of punishment because always transgression, guilt, uh, iniquity, wrongdoing, always face punishment. So the word is literally mean that because Jesus took our iniquity, He took the punishment from God the Father. The wrath of God being revealed in Romans chapter. At the same time, the righteousness of God also being revealed through Christ Jesus. So who, whoever under Christ and not under the law, that Jesus Christ took our iniquity, took our chastisement from God, a punishment from God. Are you still with me? Alright, so number one, cast our anguish on Jesus. Very simple. But to live out this one is not simple because it requires us humility, um, a constant patience with ourselves. That whenever that we face stress, cast it on Jesus. If some of the ladies, a tip for you, if you're angry with your husband, cast on Jesus, not on him. Because if you cast on him, there will be more angry bounce back. Right? So that's why they fight. Same with husband. If you're not happy with your wife, Remember how in the beginning that you decided to marry her, right? So cast your anguish on Jesus and not on her. Same with the children. Parents, do not cast your frustration on them, but on Jesus. Guide them, lead them, speak to them the word, the logos, the rhema. Even how young they are, they still can hear the rhema as long as you speak the logos. Number two. This is the verse. Trouble and anguish have found me, but your commandment is my delight. I read this early in the opening service. It's the matter of time when, as you walk out this door, stress will find you. Anguish will find you whether Monday, Tuesday, you go back to work. But what? Your commandment, your word are my delight. You have to choose this. No one can choose for you. You have to make God's word and commandment your delight. Amen? Alright, so that's the second point. That delight in God's command bring healing to the soul. Two more verses, then we close. Next slide. Um, just for a reminder of us. Next slide, please. Uh, Psalm 1, as you already know this, blesses the man who walked not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of a scoffer, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditate days and night. Days and night. Days and night he meditate. You know, talking about mindfulness, can you be mindful about God's word? Because that's, the Bible tells us, meditate day and night, so that what? He be blessed. That he will not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Because every day we read online, whether the newspaper or our group chat, there's always a grain of wickedness in that. If you take that counsel, we will walk in the way of a wicked person or sit in the place of a scoffer, I mean, mocking at God, laughing that, that the Bible is so close minded. Proverbs 131, the one that we just read, but whoever listened to me, will dwell secure. Listen to me, what? To wisdom, but as a person, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus, will dwell secure and be at ease without dress of disaster. We'll be at ease. At ease with God. Having been, rec- having been uh, sanctified, having reconciled with the Lord, we have peace with God. Having justified, Romans chapter 5, having justified with Christ, we have peace with God. Sometimes, if you have to remember this, you do not have peace with God because you still think you are a bad person. You're not justified. I'm not worthy. I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad woman. Have been justified by faith in Christ. You have peace with God. Amen? Let's just spend a couple minutes for our reflection.
Lord Jesus, we all need you. We all have different degree of our anguish, anxiety, stress. We all, from time to time, seem to have maladaptive coping mechanism. Whether we just bury ourselves in a workplace, bury ourselves in a numbing game or substance, whether alcohol or even sweetness or even overeating, overexercising, in a constant hyper arousal. That sometimes we just simply react to the circumstances. Instead of responding to your word, Lord, help us to hear your call and respond to your word. If your word say peace be with us, it's a person Jesus be with us. So we just be with Jesus. We don't do Jesus. We be with Jesus. Lord, help us to cultivate, to build an ethos. Whether a quiet morning that we spend time with you, even non-believers, they believe they need some mindfulness moment. There's some quiet time they need it. They, they even some some company force their staff need to take a break. Why the Christians sometimes feel like just endless cycle. They have no rest of the soul in you, Lord. May we all find our rest in you. The beginning with our mind. And then our feeling, our emotion, our physical body. When we say we rest, we literally rest. Lord, some of us come to church that we want to hear the word of God, but at the same time we look at the phone and think about other words. Some people come to church for a good night sleep, a good morning sleep, perhaps because they don't have a good night sleep. Which is okay, Lord. Your mercy is new every day, but that not should become the habit. Some people come to church just hoping that the service went by fast, so they can have a pill, a magic pill, a magic spiritual pill that can heal their day. They don't want to be a working out daily, eat a proper diet. Your word. They don't want to have a proper exercise. Everything they want to squeeze in an instant. Pill, an instant medication, instant uh, outcome. Lord, help us to understand that our relationship with you is is a is an ongoing, a long journey process. Let us enjoy you every single minute. Let us learn to rest. Let us learn to trust. Let us learn not to worry about tomorrow, because you clearly said that tomorrow will take care of itself. Even the birds that. That in the morning, going out, even though they toy, they look for worms, but they will not worry about the tomorrow. Help us to trust in you. Help us to deal with stress your way. That we cast our anguish, our stress on you. That we love your knowledge. We want to choose the fear of the Lord instead of the fear of men. And that man could be our bosses, our CEO, our staff, our suppliers, our neighbor, our spouses, our children. And I pray for the parents, those who fear their children, fear their children got sick, fear their children got this and that, will not be able to go to university, fear that they don't have enough income for university, they don't have a proper job. Lord, I pray that Lord, they cast their fear, anxiety, and burden on on you, Lord Jesus. Because you will provide, and also help us to minimize our craving, craving to be like the world. That you created, made any image of yours. We want to reflect your images and not the image of the world. Try to picture whether in magazine or movie or anything, Lord. Let us identify ourselves with you, Lord Jesus, the cross, the empty tomb, and the promise that you will come back to take us. To the place of our eternal home, and this 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 life on this prison on this earth is temporal. We'll be eternally with you, and it begins now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy, and your love. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.